ass, homie. Would you please break a damn story? He took it out. Oh, for you. Special edition of PFTOT also fed through the PFTPM podcast. Some updates on the developments as the coronavirus continues to force the sports world to make adjustments. The NFL finally moving in the direction of providing us with some definitive information, although most of it's coming from the teams. Teams are one by one in the process of calling their scouts back in and their assistant coaches from the road. They have been attending pro day workouts and some teams, as of early this morning and yesterday, weren't bringing everyone back. But it began with the Buccaneers, continued with Washington, more and more teams bringing their scouts and assistant coaches off the road. And also teams starting to take the position that there will be no visits before the draft of any prospects to their facilities. Every team can bring in 30 players, up to 30 players, for pre-draft visits. And then there's what they call the local pro day, where a large crowd of players with geographic connections to a given team show up all at the same time. Those presumably won't happen either. Private workouts likely won't happen. That's when teams send delegations off onto the road to go see what a guy can do. Uh, Running a workout that is more specifically designed to that team's needs, and it happens outside of everyone's view, so those can be extremely valuable. Now, teams may still do them, And that's when the league needs to step in, and that's why the league needs to step in and be the one to tell teams what can and can't happen. Because this is the temptation. The right thing to do is keep everyone close. No non-essential travel. Well, if some teams decide to do the right thing and not have private workouts where they send four or five people to Oklahoma or Alabama or whatever to submit a player to a private workout, If they say, no, we're not going to do it, well, other teams will. And that's how you get a strategic advantage. That's why the league needs to show the leadership here. This should not be a team-by-team decision. The scouts coming off the road should be a league mandate. No pre-draft visits should be a league mandate. No private workouts should be a league mandate because the temptation is going to be there for these type A double-positive coaches to try to take advantage of this vacuum that's going to be created by having private workouts, by sneaking guys in town, by otherwise doing things that other teams aren't doing to have an advantage over those teams. So do it for all or do it for none, but the league needs to be the one that says this is what we are doing, and hopefully it's moving in that direction. Hopefully by the time you see this video, the news will be that the league has told all teams to stop. Until then, teams are doing it one by one, and hopefully all teams will do the right thing. Scouts and assistant coaches off the road, no pre-draft visits from prospects, and ultimately no private workouts conducted in advance of the draft. And, yes, it limits the information, but you know what? Maybe these teams will realize this obsession with pre-draft information is a waste of time. All that matters is whether or not a guy can play football, and much of that is gleaned from watching, wait for it, videotape of him playing football at the college level. All right. Free agency is due to start on Monday. I know. Wednesday is technically when the new league year begins, but free agency as a practical matter starts on Monday. That's when, right at 12 o'clock Eastern, we will start hearing about offers that have been made to players, tentative agreements that can't become final until 4 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. That's when it all starts. And that's just four days away. And think of how much the world has changed in the last four days. 
four days from now, what will our national mood be? What will people be doing as they adjust to a dramatically altered routine for most people where schools are closed, where people aren't at work, where people are either working at home or not working at all, and people are worrying about where they're going to get their money, where the average football fan's life has been thrown into disarray. Compare that to constant reports of football players agreeing to terms on multi-multi-multi-million-dollar contracts. Awkward optics? I think so. The league doesn't. Adam Schefter of ESPN says the league has no plans to delay the start of the league year, which means free agency starts next week. Offers start Monday, signings start Wednesday. Now, you're not going to have any visits. In most cases, the big money deals are done before there's a visit anyway. Remember what happened with Brock Osweiler in Houston? They agreed to terms. He went and signed the deal. And in time, they realized both sides hated each other. That will happen now. And to the extent that Tom Brady was thinking about taking visits, is he really going to do that? Now, some people may slip into uh, wherever it is that he's living now in the offseason and visit him. But these things are all going to proceed unless the NFL changes its plans. The key words in that phrase, no plans to delay the start of the league year. Last week, when the NFLPA set up a CBA voting process that continued beyond the window for applying the franchise tag or the transition tag, the NFL told me they had no plans to move that deadline. Well, and they eventually did. So no plans means plans can change. Right now, no plans. I think they want to get through this period of time where they're figuring out what to do about the league meetings. Uh, Newsflash, they're not going to happen. And then what they're going to do about the draft. But ultimately, look, they've got full flexibility to do whatever they want with the start of free agency. And I point to 2011, the lockout. A labor dispute, a garden variety labor dispute. The players are locked out. Happens all the time in a union setting. So free agency doesn't happen until there's a new CBA. There's a new CBA signed early August, and free agency happens then, months after the draft, months after it was supposed to happen. If the NFL can delay free agency for months as part of a fairly ordinary work stoppage, why can't it delay the start of free agency in the midst of extremely extraordinary times. And I'm hoping that this is just part of that working the the, 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 the the reality through people's brains. You know, I think eventually, for example, March Madness is going to be canceled. Whether you want it or not, whether you agree with it or not, whatever the case may be, it's going to be canceled. Once the NBA pulled the plug, March Madness was done. And we're seeing these conferences gradually come to grips with the fact that they can't have a tournament. And the Big East actually started playing games. And at halftime, somebody came to their senses and said, we can't do this. So I think as the NFL gets closer and closer to Monday, there's going to be an adult in the room that says, we can't proceed with free agency. And I've seen the cynical view on Twitter that, oh, oh, oh there's no other sports this week. We're going to dominate. I, first of all, I'm not sure people are going to care. And second of all, as optics go, this one, folks, is right up there with Pete Rozelle deciding to play games just a couple of days after Kennedy was shot. And I know there's a difference between games and non-game transactions, but free agency has become one of the major off-season attractions for the National Football League. So to have that all play out at a time when average people are trying to understand how their lives are going to be impacted, not just by the fear of coronavirus infecting their families and maybe killing their elderly and infirm, but also their jobs drying up, 
their savings being wiped out. How many times do we hear that the average American is just one or two paychecks away from having nothing? That's going to be tested for millions of families. Should we really be engaging in this spending free-for-all, this prime example of American excess at a time when average men and women aren't really sure how their lives are going to be a couple of months from now? That's my take on it. You may agree, you may disagree, but I think the smart move for the NFL is to delay the start of free agency. The smart move for the NFL is to be flexible here and to be open and transparent. I understand they're trying to figure out what they do before they tell us what they're going to do, but how many times are they going to say that they're closely monitoring the situation before they give us something substantive? And the time for being ahead of the curve is past. The NFL is playing catch-up now, and I understand their, their sport isn't in season. But even when it's the offseason, it's still NFL season. I mean, you can't act like you are the dominant 12-month-a-year sport, which they are, and then put their head in the ground under the guise of, well, we're not playing games now. Well, no, but you still have events that people care about. League meetings, free agency, draft. What are you going to do? People want to know. And also, it's an opportunity to the extent there's anyone out there that isn't taking this seriously. If they're an ardent NFL fan and they see NFL postponing the draft or moving the draft indoors or otherwise taking dramatic action in the face of the coronavirus, maybe somebody who would be inclined to say it's just the flu will start to look around and realize it's more than just the flu. It's about limiting the spread so it doesn't kill people, and it's about limiting the spread so our healthcare facilities aren't overrun by sick people who need treatment. So if you have a heart attack, if you are in a car accident, if you need an appendectomy, if you are about to give birth or your spouse is about to give birth, there will be appropriate accommodations at the hospital because they won't be constantly dealing with a flood of people who are trying to get urgent care so that they don't die from the coronavirus. It's that simple. So my point continues to be this. The NFL needs to show leadership, and I think the NFL needs to be thinking long-term, big picture, what's right, what's wrong. I personally believe it's right to delay the start of free agency it's right, if necessary, to delay the draft. They've got a lot of time to work with. And they were willing to create a major inconvenience for all teams nine years ago in the guise of winning a labor dispute by having the draft in April and free agency later. If you're willing to take extraordinary steps in a fairly ordinary labor dispute, you should be willing to take extraordinary steps when we have found ourselves in extraordinary times. Or, more accurately, the extraordinary times have found us. It's also an extraordinary time for the NFL Players Association because as these things are unfolding, there's still time for players to vote on the collective bargaining agreement. The deadline is Saturday night, 11.59 p.m. Eastern, and an email was sent today to all agents encouraging them to make sure their clients vote, make sure they got their ballots, make sure they turn in their ballots, and it's all done electronically. And frankly, frankly, I think that the NFLPA Board of Player Representatives, which just a few days ago decided not to let players change their votes, I think they need to go back and revisit their votes on whether or not players should change their votes because a lot has changed in the last week since they opened the window for voting on the CBA. And now here we are. And 
What was the phrase from Richard Sherman? It was fear of what may happen that was being used to get people to vote yes for this CBA. Well, some things have happened over the course of the last week that may cause players to look at this CBA a little more clearly. And I haven't expressed an opinion on whether or not players should vote yes or vote no. My prevailing view has been this. Players need to understand the impact of voting yes or voting no. Because voting no means I'm voting no to Executive Director DeMora Smith of the NFLPA, who negotiated this and who told me a week ago he's proud of the deal. He's proud of it, and former NFLPA President Eric Winston, proud of it. Well, Winston's out of the picture, but Smith isn't. And if you vote no on the deal, you're voting no on DeMora Smith. That's the position I've taken all along. I haven't said you should go no. I haven't said you should go yes. I've said, if you're going to defer to the judgment of the guy that you hired to do the job, yes. If you don't want to defer to his judgment, no. And that's a different conversation after the vote comes back, no, if it comes back, no. Now I'm going to tell you, given everything that's happened, given all the reports and everything that's out there, given the way the economy's gone over the course of the last week or so, and given this brink of uncertainty, right? We're standing at the edge of the Grand Canyon, potentially. But we don't know how deep it is, and we don't know how long it's going to go. Given those circumstances, if my son, who's 23 and is right about the age that a young NFL player would be at, if he came to me and he said, Dad, what should I do about this? I'd say vote yes. And there's a very simple explanation for it. Because I've been covering this sport for 20 years. And I know what's going to happen next if the end result is no. What's going to happen is there aren't going to be any negotiations in the near term. There won't be. Unless the league does push back the start of the league year, and then there is a window there to maybe get something done and avoid the rules, the very restrictive rules in free agency of the final year of the current CBA. That would be the only exception that would maybe push the two sides back to the table. I think they're not coming back to the table for a while. The owners are going to want to assess the full cost to themselves, to the game, to everyone of this coronavirus situation. Beyond the human cost, the business cost, you see what the stock market's doing. It's down 1,000 points every day, it seems, like it was down 2,000 the last time I checked. These owners are losing a lot of money. When they go back to the bargaining table, there is a good chance that, you know, that bluster that we saw, it was kind of a clumsy report from ESPN that there are some owners that want the players to vote no because they regret the deal and they want to go back and renegotiate it and get a better deal. Well, that may have been BS on Saturday, but again, the world has changed in the last five days. Right now, my guess would be that a majority of the owners would say, thank God they voted no. Because first of all, who knows if the TV money is going to be there after everything that's going on. The networks may take a step back and say, we want to see how deep this coronavirus hole is before we commit hundreds of millions slash billions of dollars to the NFL over the next decade. So let's just wait a year. That could happen. And the owners may just decide, hey, you know what? We're, you didn't take the deal, and it was a great deal, and now things have changed, and you're coming back to the bargaining table, and sorry, we're calling your bluff. We're sticking it to you. And if you don't like it, hold out. Just go on strike, or we'll lock you out, and we'll see whether or not you cave. Either way, I, I believe now, and, and look, this is where we got to set aside ego. Kenny Stills last week in the video that he posted talking about why players should vote no said we got to puff up our chest. Well, you know what? Sometimes when you puff up your chest, someone uh, sticks it with a needle and it goes flat. This isn't a time for ego. This isn't a time for bravado. This isn't a time for talking tough. This isn't a time for constantly going to Twitter 
and trying to cajole people into voting no when it may not be in their best interest to vote no. It's in their best interest to vote yes. My, my assessment and my judgment is that this deal that's on the table right now, the NFL would not put this deal on the table right now. The deal's on the table. Circumstances have changed in a way that makes it less advantageous to the NFL, and I think now's the time for the players to take it and run with it because they're going to regret, I believe, not taking the deal if the ultimate vote is no and if and when they go back to the bargaining table and they find that the owners are in a much different mood than they've been for the course of the last year. All right, that's it for this special edition of PFT OT. Look, I don't know what's going to be happening weekdays on PFT Live. We are trying to keep the staff at a minimum at the NBC Sports Group studio in Stanford, Connecticut. So we may not be on the air next week, but we will be generating videos one way or the other, whether someone's there to turn on the camera or whether I'm using my cell phone device from this seat and we are all working at home to get the video content posted. We will have thoughts like this for you to supplement our writings at profootballtalk.com. And if free agency begins, look, I disagree with that, but we'll cover it like we always do. And we will be the one-stop shop where you get all of the news, all of the information, all of the analysis, and all of the diversion that you may be looking for as we try to deal with this dramatic alteration of our reality and hopefully come together, work toward a solution, understand that there will be better days, but also accept the fact that there will be worse days before those better days come. We'll talk to you soon, and thanks, as always, for your support.